Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It's Sunday I hope wherever you are watching or listening to this around the world, you're having a fantastic weekend. And why shouldn't you be after what we all saw last night at the Emirates? What a fantastic win that was. Another fantastic win in the league in 2024. Arsenal now setting a record-breaking pace to start a calendar year in the Premier League. Incredible run of form. They bounced back superbly from that disappointing midweek defeat at Porto in the Champions League. I certainly went there a little bit. There's a little bit of trepidation, I have to say, when I went to the Emirates last night. I thought, on the back of a disappointing result, a morale-sapping result, the way it happened as well with a last-minute winner in Porto, the fact that Arsenal have had that European travel, Newcastle have had all week to prepare without a game. I was worried, I admit. I thought, what are we going to see here? Are Newcastle just going to be fresher? Are they going to be too much for Arsenal? And I couldn't have been more wrong. Within a few minutes, my worries had kind of gone by the way I saw Arsenal started the game. That first half, that first 45 minutes was truly exceptional from Arsenal. They blew Newcastle away. The only disappointing thing was they were only 2-0 up at half-time. But they, of course, went on to win the game very, very comfortably in the second half as well, despite that very late consolation, which was a nice moment for Joe Willock coming back to the Emirates and scoring. But it certainly wasn't a nice moment for the Arsenal defence and the goalkeeper, who will be disappointed they didn't manage to keep a clean sheet. But it was a fantastic header, fair play from Joe Willock. So plenty to discuss in today's show. We'll go over the game, look at the big talking points from it. I mean, there's not too many negatives to talk about, just lots and lots of pluses. We'll look at what Mikel Arteta's had to say after the game as well. I'll run through my player ratings. I did do my player ratings video in my sort of immediate post-match reaction. That went out yesterday. On, uh, it's on the videos below, or if you're listening on podcasts, you can find it on your podcast as well if you want to listen to that. But I will go over my player ratings again a little bit later on. Got plenty of questions. Well, not comments, not questions. We've got plenty of comments from you guys in terms of what you saw last night and how you felt about the performance and some of the individual displays 
as well. So plenty to get stuck into after what was a really, really good night for Arsenal running out 4-1 winners. I mean, you look at how they've started the year now in the calendar year. 5-0 against Crystal Palace, 2-1 at Nottingham Forest, 6-0 against West Ham, 5-0 against Burnley, 4-1 against Newcastle. That's 25 goals in the first six games of 2024, just three goals conceded. First time Arsenal have ever started the calendar year with six successive wins in the Premier League. That's a record. Um, they're just set. There's so many different records as well that I, I, I've, I'll go through a little bit later on that Arsenal have set. And um, it just shows the type of form they're in right now. And they were really, really exceptional from the start. I mean, they got the early goals through, I want to say Gabriel, but it wasn't. And if any of you like me have got Gabriel in your FPL team, you'll have been disappointed by that. Disappointed he didn't score because, as I said in my video last night, when he came running onto that Saka delivery, Saka's first half deliveries from set pieces were fantastic, by the way. So dangerous time and time again. When he whipped that in, you saw Gabriel coming onto it. You thought, goal, written all over it. Somehow, Carrius managed to keep it out. And then, unfortunately, from a Newcastle point of view, it went in eventually off Botman, who was lying on the floor. Quite funny from an Arsenal point of view. So that was 1-0 and thoroughly deserved because Arsenal had been brilliant up to that point. The first 15 minutes or so, the intensity they played with, just straight from the off. You know, Kai Havertz, I think within a minute, it sort of hurried one of their players off the ball when they were trying to pass it out from the back. And that just set the tone. It got the crowd up and it just set the tone for what was to come. Martin Odegaard just did not give them a second's rest. The intensity showed, considering how much football he's played recently, considering what Arsenal went through in midweek with the Champions League game and travel. It was, it was tiring watching him. Honestly, I was just watching. I was like, how are you doing this? The physical capabilities that these players have got at the elite level is just unbelievable to continue pressing. And Arsenal just suffocated Newcastle in that first half. It was one of the best 45 minutes I've seen, not just from Arsenal in a long, long time, but from a football team in a long, long time. Um, the word sort of suffocating, that's all I can really think of. Newcastle could not get out. They couldn't get anything. They just couldn't. There was amazing stats during the rounds in terms of how many touches they'd had in the Arsenal half compared to Arsenal had had. It was just unbelievable. Um, it was 2-0 soon after Kai Havertz getting the goal. Brilliant play by Jorginho, who we'll talk about just a virtuoso performance from Jorginho. Lovely floated ball over the top. Martinelli with a run. Nice touch. Cut it back. And there was Kai Havertz to finish it off 2-0. And you kind of thought at that point, right, how many are Arsenal going to get? We've seen them score six at West Ham. We've seen them score five at Burnley. What are they going to do here? You know, 2-0. It could have been absolutely anything. And Newcastle would have been so relieved, so relieved to have got back into the change room at halftime and just been 2-0 down. There are other chances for Arsenal. Um, there was what it was Martinelli's that header when Saka sort of Saka and Odegaard, fantastic combination down the right hand side. And had he scored, it would have been a truly brilliant, brilliant team goal. But he just headed it over. There was a couple of other shots from from uh, Martinelli as well that went close. Saka had a shot saved by Carrius. Declan Rice had a shot saved by Carrius. It was just total, total domination. Newcastle didn't have a shot, not just on target. They didn't have a single shot in the first forty five minutes. Um, it was such just complete and utter domination from Arsenal. And you did wonder. The last couple of minutes of the first half, Newcastle had a bit of possession for the first time, really. And you started to think, are they going to ease back into this game? Is it going to be one of those matches where you somehow, you know, they get the next goal and um, suddenly a match that was so one-sided just flips on its head. And you so you, you knew they had to start the second half well, Arsenal. And they should have been 3-0 up. Kai Havertz going through. Brilliant play by Saka onto Martinelli. He slipped Havertz through one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, it just should have been a goal. He put it wide. He dragged it wide. When you kind of looked at it, he got a little bit close to the goalkeeper before taking the shot on. And then the keeper, Karras, had come out. He'd narrowed the angle. He kind of felt he almost like had to clip it over him. Um, but I think he probably should have shot a little bit earlier before narrow, uh, before Karras was able to narrow the angle. I watched Saka 
in that. And he just fell on the floor when it rolled wide because he knew how good a goal that would have been had Havertz had finished it off. And that was when after that, Newcastle did then probably have their best spell. There was one lovely bit of play by Isaac down the left-hand side. Brilliant control on a long field pass. And then he completely done Ben White with a lovely bit of footwork, whipped his shot over. And they were beginning to threaten at that point. And you felt it was a crucial moment in the game. And Arsenal went and killed it off just a few minutes after that, which was fantastic timing for them. Bakaya Saka again, Havertz just doing so much ugly stuff, which he did so well throughout the game, winning the ball back, laying it off. Um, it got fed out wide to Saka. I think it was Havertz who actually played the ball out wide to Saka. Saka cut inside. It was one of those people have said, oh, it's like an Iron Robin type moment. You knew what he was going to do. Newcastle knew what he was going to do. We all knew what he was going to do. And yet they still couldn't stop him. Just cut inside, bent it in the far corner. Lovely finish. Um, there was a slight nick off the defender, but it was absolutely, you know, it was going in. It was Saka's goal. Um 3-0 when it was 4-0 soon after we're Kivior's header. I mean, Arsenal set pieces again. It's another two to add to the collection. Well, I don't know if they technically go down as goals from set pieces because, especially the first one, because that ended up being an goal. I imagine it probably does, but, um, you know, Nicholas Yeover absolutely earning his coin once again and uh, 4-0 at that point. And then, you know, it was perfect for Arsenal after such a demanding week. Mikel was able to ring the changes, immediately made a triple change with Odegaard going off, Saka going off. Um, I can't remember who the other player was who went off at that point. Was it Declan Rice? Um, I can't remember. But it was just, you're able to immediately make three changes. Smith, Rowe and Ketia and Nelson all coming on. Jorginho went off soon after, who'd been brilliant throughout. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just perfect for Mikel Arteta. And it was just a complete domination. You look at the stats there. For, again, this is from um, Scott Willis on canonstats.com. I'll drop the link into his site below in the description if you want to have a look at it. Just, you know, 19 shots to Arsenal, three for... Um, Newcastle throughout the game, Arsenal dominating in all aspects of that match, just so on top. Newcastle blown away. I mean, you look at this is a field tilt graphic from Scott, and you look at that, look at that first half. It's just unbelievable the level of domination we are talking about there. Obviously, second half slightly more even, as you would expect. Game was done and dusted. Arsenal, it was impossible to match the intensity levels they showed in that first half in the second half, given the game times they've played, given the European travel, they were never going to be able to keep that up. It was just physically impossible. But to produce a level of performance like they did in that first half was so, so impressive and deserves so much credit, especially after the defeat and how they would have felt after that defeat. Now, Mikel said he, the players immediately after Porto, as what was his quote, isn't it? They felt it in their tummy. They wanted to put that right. Odegaard as well saying that what happened at St. James's Park early on the season did give them a little bit of extra motivation. And it certainly looked like that with the way they came out and attacked that first half. It was just, like I said, not just one of the best performances I've seen from Arsenal in a 45-minute display, just from any Premier League team in a long, long time. It was just pure suffocation. They did not give Newcastle a second's rest. And they deserve an awful lot of credit for that. Mikel speaking afterwards said, uh, I think we had a great performance. Big credit to the boys after just half a day to prepare for the game. The way they executed everything, the intensity, the commitment, the determination, the aggression and progression in everything they were doing uh, with the ball. They played with a lot of courage against the team and we got rewarded. I think we fully deserve to win the game. The team is hitting form. We are in a good moment. The players individually are performing. It's not any secret things are flowing at the moment. We are scoring goals in various ways and we want more. We score one and we want to go for the second and the third and the fourth. And I love that mentality from the team. We all love that mentality from the team, especially when you look at the first half of the season, how um, the goals weren't really flowing and you were, you were looking at it thinking, oh, you know, can, can they score enough goals here? And uh, the way that the year has started, how things have flipped on their head is truly remarkable. And 
long may that continue and hopefully it will indeed. Jorginho, my name man of the match. He was, you know, I, I felt he should have played in Porto. Lots of you have got in touch and sort of said, you know, can he play at that level now at that age, three, every a game every three days? Ultimately, we'll never know now because he didn't play in that one. But I still feel it was a bit of a missed opportunity not playing him in Porto. If he had, would he have been able to play as well as he did last night? Perhaps not. So um, there is a sort of every side to that argument, of course. But Mikel was raving about him quite rightly after the game. So he's a top player, especially when the opponents have certain behaviours or certain set setups. The way I can imagine the game, he is going to have a big impact. But I think you have to do it at this level. And when he's not playing consistently, credit, uh, sorry, but I think you have to do it at this level. And when he's not playing consistently, credit to him because he was magnificent again today on him and other players hitting their peak right now in the season. He says he is certainly world class, but I think individually today we were outstanding in the way we played and raised the bar again. Newcastle are a top side. They are really well coached and it's very difficult to do what we've done today to have them in the positions and to make them suffer like we've done. So credit to the boys. And it was, look, Jorginho was my man of the match. I thought he was exceptional, but it was an all-round top performance from Havertz at the top, like I said, setting the tone from Martinelli and Saka out wide, who were just constantly on it, non-stop, from Odegaard with his pressing, from Rice and Jorginho behind. You know, it was just a complete all-round team performance. You don't play like that. You don't have that level of domination that Arsenal did in that first half without everyone playing well and everyone doing their job and doing exactly what they've been asked to do in the lead-up to the game. Um, yeah, it was one of those matches you could really, really enjoy. And as you can probably tell, I certainly did. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In terms of the record, look, we'd already talked about the record that Arsenal set to start this year. First club, uh, first time in the club's history to make it six league wins in a row. But it's not only that, they've now scored two goals in the seven consecutive halves of football. It's the first Premier League team ever to do that. It started with the two second half goals against Liverpool and then four goals against West Ham in the first half, two in the second, two goals against Burnley in the first half, three in the second, two goals last night in the first half and two goals in the second. So seven halves with two or more goals scored. The first Premier League side in history to do that. Bakaya Saka has now equaled Ian Wright's record. It's the first English player to score in five consecutive Premier League games for Arsenal since Wrighty did it. Back in 1994, 30 years ago, Saka absolutely hitting exceptional heights so far in 2024 after what was a probably what you could say slow start to the season from him. Certainly by his standards, he is absolutely flying right now. And uh, Arsenal benefiting for that. And I brought him into my fantasy team as well this week, which I thought might be the Charles Watts curse, but thankfully 
it wasn't. So well done, Bukai Saka, and some lovely, lovely points for me indeed. So record-breaking Arsenal. It's lovely to see, lovely to say, and long that may, long may that continue. And remember, next time out in the Premier League, Sheffield United away, who have conceded a fair amount of goals this season. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't have that horrible banana skin line in wait in that one. But you would think if Arsenal play the way they are at the moment at Bramall Lane, then there should be plenty more goals with them uh, for them to come. Okay, player ratings wise, I've just realised pulling the uh, pulling this graphic up. If you're watching on YouTube, I haven't actually put the numbers on for the player ratings. So well done to me for that. <laughs> Apologies. So I'll have to run through this without the numbers on the screen for you to look at. But that was a starting eleven anyway. David Raya, I gave a seven. I thought he played really well. David Raya, unlucky not to get the uh, uh, to get his clean sheet. Obviously, could do nothing with a goal. Brilliant header from Joe Willock. Um, I thought his starting position, and this is one you talk about. The goalie conceded against Porto and was his starting position right and all that. Obviously, sometimes when a goal goes in like that, you can question it. But when you look at how he performed yesterday and look at in the first half, the only time Newcastle got out, they played a couple of balls over the top. And had Raya been back a little bit, they might well have got on the end of it. But his starting position was so good and it was so aggressive. And he, this is what Arsenal want from him. It's what Arteta wants from him. So when goals go in like they did against Porto, you can question it. A little bit, I suppose. But this is what he's been asked to do. It's why Arsenal signed him. It's why Arteta signed him. It's the way he wants to play. And he showed that last night with this sort of sweeper keeper he was playing in that first half. And he just snuffed out any sort of danger that Newcastle had on that counter-attack. And I thought he played well. His distribution was good. He controlled his penalty area really well. Um, and like I said, I'm lucky not to keep the clean sheet. So he gets a seven. Ben White, I gave an eight. I thought White played really well in that first half. Second half, Isaac did him a couple of times down the left. But when you're coming up against a player like Isaac, you're always going to get beaten a couple of times, I think, as a fullback. But first half, he was reveling in that sort of inverted role. He was linking up really well with Saka and Marta and Odegaard at the time. He was playing alongside Jorginho. I really enjoyed White's performance yesterday. I gave him an eight. Saliba and Kivior, I gave sevens. Maybe Kivior could have got an eight because of the goal. Uh, but, you know, again, seven is a very good score in terms of my ranking system. I thought they both played very, very well. Saliba and Gabriel. Saliba was in cruise control for most of it. Gabriel, I gave an eight. I really enjoyed his his battle with Isaac, especially in the second half when Newcastle threatened a little bit more. It was a really fun battle to watch. Um, obviously played a big part in his goal in the first goal as well. Gabriel gave him an eight. Jorginho, my man in the match, nine. Just as I said, virtuoso performance from Jorginho. What a player. What a signing he's been. There was lots of question marks when Arsenal signed him, but he has been fantastic. So much value for money. Just has so much to offer. Still a top-class midfielder. Um, who Arsenal signed £10 million. I mean, you just don't, it's it's a really, truly brilliant signing for Arsenal, Jorginho. Love watching him play, and he was brilliant last night. Nine out of ten. Odegaard, I gave an eight. Um, it's one of those games that you come, you come off it and there's no goals or assists for Odegaard. And, you know, some people, especially social media, will be like, oh, look, he's not done anything. But in yet, you watch that performance. He was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Odegaard. Just captain's performance, led by example, eight out of ten. Rice, I gave a seven. Martinelli, I gave a seven. Um, Havertz, I gave seven. I thought Havertz played really well, set the tone, should have scored though. Really disappointed that he didn't finish that off. It would have been such a nice goal. Um, just needs to need that killer instinct in front of goal, doesn't he? Kai Havertz. There was a couple of times in the first half as well. You thought you can shoot there, Kai. Go on, it's on your left foot. Have a dig, and he just doesn't quite have that ruthless killer instinct in front of goal. But he's not an out-and-out striker, of course. But I thought he played really well. He led the line expertly. He did get his goal, which was great. Uh, and he played a big part in the third where he got the assist for Saka's goal, but he, he played a big part winning the ball back as well, doing what he always does, Kai Havertz, just superb work rate. I gave him a seven, Saka, I gave an eight. Just brilliant from Saka once again and absolutely deserved his goal. So those are my player ratings from yesterday. Again, apologies, I didn't put the numbers 
on the screen. Turning attention to what you guys have been saying. Thanks so much for you all replying to the player ratings video yesterday. Got a few of the comments and uh, opinions here. July said, I thought Raya was great, especially in the first half with a few clearances of sweeper keeper. Yeah, that's what I was talking about just a minute ago. He said it won't be seen in any of the stats. Agreed. I thought he did it really, really well. And it summed up exactly why um, Arteta wants him and how he wants him to play. Pritch says, Georgie went down with cramps shortly before he went off. I don't think he has two 90 minutes in one week in him. Probably why he didn't play on Wednesday. And I think that's the right decision. We've got three points and we are very much in the Porto tie. Yep, get what you're saying. I still kind of would have liked to see him play against Porto. And I think he definitely, definitely needs to play in the second leg. Sly Arsenal says, Kivior is starting to show why Arteta brought him. Um, bought him, sorry. Let's hope he stays injury-free. 100% absolutely needs to stay injury-free at the moment with no Zinchenko or uh, Tomiyasu. Players need time to adapt. Then they need time on the field to gain confidence and match sharpness. Vieira is a forgotten man. Poor bloke was just starting to show form before we got another injury setback. If he can stay fit, we'll be talking highly of Vieira as we are with Kivior at the moment. Trust the process. Trust Iteta. I hope you're right there when you come to um, Fabio Vieira and definitely right to single out Kivior for some praise. He just looks like an Arsenal player now, Kivior. Maybe he didn't before. Um, you know, did he feel like he really belonged? Was he getting enough minutes? He come over from, he was still a very rel relatively inexperienced player, came over, didn't speak the language, new city, new culture, new league, um, and not really getting many minutes. It's hard to feel like a player of a team when you're like that. But now this run in the team, he just looks more comfortable. He looks like he belongs here. Um, he just has that understanding of his players. And yeah, another good sign in Arsenal's January business last, last January really, really was excellent. RSN5 says the most exciting thing about this victory is that the Gunners could have easily scored a couple more goals. Complete domination by Arsenal. Staying awake till 3.30am was worth it. Well done, RSN and everyone else who had to stay up into the early hours around the world watching that game. Vet Paris says, hi, Charles. Given how little Arteta rotates his team, I'm really surprised by the amount of tactical flexibility he is able to squeeze out of it. Against Liverpool, Jorginho was ahead of Rice. We were defending 4-2-4 in that game. With Rice ahead of Jorginho last night, we were pressing him in a 4-1-3-2 formation with Rice in the middle of the three. Sounds like a really small tweak, but wow, we absolutely smothered them. Completely nullified their midfield. Jorginho was amazing. I am really sure that he picked up this injury in the last international break, and I'm convinced if he had played more during December, we wouldn't have had that blip. How we manage his minutes and whether we can spread it between him and Party for the rest of the season is going to be absolutely key. Agreed 100%. I think that's why Arsenal are really managing Party's return very, very carefully. No, they know how important it could be with him, with him back. The options that's going to give Mikel Arteta the options of resting players. They don't want to take any risks with Thomas Partey, and I can understand why. Uh, Patrick says, Jorginho is no longer at stage in his career when he can give these kind of performances every three days. To be honest, we were lucky to have him fit for most of the season, given he's one of our oldest players. I hope Mikel continues to use him sparingly and in these kind of high-pressure big games. He was immense today. Yes, he absolutely was. And lastly, his final page, Tristan says, great performance, and the captain is always running and pressing. Don't know how he keeps it up. With so many behind the ball in the first 20 to 40 minutes, it was scary how well we moved the ball and got the ball back. We were. I mean, it was just a brilliant performance. It was a classic example of pressing high, pressing with intensity. When you did win the ball back, splitting the lines, Rice was doing it, Jorginho was doing it. I think Saka spoke about it after the game, how impressive it was in the midfield, how they managed to get that ball through to them quickly and in space. It's not something we've always seen from Arsenal this season, but it was certainly something we saw last night. Royal Stad asked, Charles, did they credit Kivior with a goal or take it away from him? I think he's been credited with it. I did check this morning. I haven't seen it's been taken away from him. So at the moment, it is Jakob Kivior's goal. Hopefully that will remain the same. Afsar says, OK, it's time the fans got behind Kai Havertz. Why do a lot of Arsenal fans target him? It's beyond belief. 
and that's not going to help him at all. He's not a midfielder anyway, so is it his fault? Kai is a forward and false nine, and he always works hard, so give him credit. Facts. Well, to be honest, look, I understand when you talk about some fans, maybe you're talking about sort of the social media mood. Some people are still getting on him at social media. When you're in the stadium, every single Arsenal fan in that stadium is behind Kai Havertz. His song is so loud. It's sung constantly over and over again. It was again last night. The players were leaving the pitch. It was the Havertz song. Fans in the stadium, fans at the away games, they are fully behind Kai Havertz and he's feeling the love light now and he deserves the credit he's getting because he's been excellent, excellent since the turn of the year. And he's already up to seven goals for the season now, six in the Premier League. You know, he's doing exactly what Mikel Arteta would have wanted him to do and showing why Arsenal signed him and changed my name to Bob. Says, hey, Charles, excellent reaction after Porto. The aggression, intent and body language were perfect. Could have been much worse for Newcastle and we owed them a beatdown. We need to keep the pace in that game between Liverpool and Man City. will be massive. It will indeed. And that is not far away. And yes, Arsenal did owe Newcastle a beatdown. And it was a lot of fun to see that happen last night. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. Appreciate it. As always, I'll be back tomorrow to talk about Arsenal all over again. Until then, enjoy the end of your weekend. And you should certainly do that. Enjoy it, Arsenal fans. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.